common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, with us today is uh, Larry Kudlow, the country's leading economist. The number one show on Fox Business uh, came out number one for like 11 months in a row. And the number one show on WABC on Saturday mornings between 10 o'clock and, and 1 o'clock. And Larry Kudlow, the, the world, the solar system wants to know what the heck is going on. There's so many moving parts. Where do you want to begin? The only thing I can say, John, is... Um Keep your eyes and ears open over the weekend because you don't know what's going to happen, honestly. I had a miserable dinner on Sunday night. I was walking to the dinner last Sunday night, and all of a sudden uh, my my phone goes off. They're they're closing down Signature Bank. Now, now today, there's a rumor going out uh, around that Monday morning Bank America is going to take over Signature Bank. Have you heard that rumor? No, I have not heard that rumor, but, I look, I, I wouldn't. There's nothing out of the question because the the supervision here is very erratic. I mean, the Fed was late last week and they should have opened the discount window. They didn't have to guarantee the uninsured deposit. They could have done it differently, put the window in play. I mean, I like this funding, the backup funding that they have. I think that's very good. Uh, this deal with the 10 banks or whatever for $30 billion strikes me as, you know, it's okay, John, but it's not impressive. There was a lot of borrowing. You probably may have seen this from the Fed statistics that come out Thursday night. The discount window was about $325 billion worth. The backstop was about another $150 billion. My suspicion is, and I don't know for sure, but my suspicion is when I see big numbers like that, it's more than a couple of banks we've been talking about. There are more banks involved probably more regional banks. It's not the big banks. It's the regional banks. So you said keep your eyes and ears open. So what, uh, Larry Edcox, so what differentiates the big banks from little banks? Um, they all have long-term uh, assets, and their liabilities are short-term, and the interest rate's going up on them. This, inter- this intermediation, uh, isn't, uh, isn't that a problem for a big bank as well as a small bank? Well, it, it is a problem, but... You know, what we're learning, and look, I don't, I hate to, you know, use a broad brush, but the big banks, uh, are better at hedging and managing their liquidity, or at least that's the theory, Eddie. That's not always true, but that's the theory. Uh, but they are very well capitalized, and this is important. Now you could say, well, the regionals have plenty of capital, regulatory capital, and that would be true. But, um, what we've learned is that their, their hedging techniques, their asset and liability management has been lacking. I mean, it may be that this is just focused on a handful of bad actors among these regional banks, particularly in California. The, look, the San Francisco Fed, this is part of this little drama. The mm. San Francisco Fed run by Mary Daly has done a terrible job uh, in their supervisory role you know, sending in bank examiners and inspecting these things. I mean, they weren't on top of it. And um, mostly Washington didn't hear about this crisis until late last week and over the weekend. So that's a really bad thing. They just didn't do what they were supposed to do. But, again, I don't believe for a minute at the moment this is 2008. But having said that, no one is smart enough 
no one has a clear enough crystal ball. When you know when these things hit, contagion can spread like a virus, and that's why I say it's important to keep a, on top of the news for folks like us Larry, over the weekend. The way I understand it, that the Fed broke records about how much they raised the interest rates, how fast they raised them. And what happened is the value of the bonds in, in, in those portfolios went down. The mm-hmm. value of the real estate that has collateral went down. So mm-hmm. it caused capital problems. And mm-hmm. uh, by raising the, the rate so fast and the Fed didn't realize that, that there was a, a bomb, a bomb going off not only in the real estate industry, that that completely almost uh, has gone south, but also in the portfolios in the bank, and uh, that's my analysis. Well, that's look, that's true. I mean, I would add to that. There's a liability asset mismatch that went on because you know you take these banks uh, on the West Coast, for example, and I think it's true for Signature Bank also. Uh, in the last year, they had to pay up for these uninsured deposits, so the cost of money exceeded the return on money because, as you say, as the Fed tightened, look, inflation is the cruelest tax of all. You know, you were running 9% inflation the first third of the year, and you're still running about 5 or 6% inflation. That kills these bonds. They bought those bonds with coupons a couple of years ago of one, one and a quarter, one and a half percent. So they've been slaughtered, and they didn't hedge properly. I also, John, would suggest the loan portfolios, particularly these West Coast banks, the loan portfolio uh, is, is going to turn out to be very flawed. They did a lot of climate change, high-tech stuff, using federal uh, subsidies and a couple of bills that were passed that were very expensive and ultimately inflationary. A lot of small tech companies never materialized. Um, they're going to have subprime ratings. So I'm a little worried it's not only a liquidity problem, but there's going to be a solvency problem in some of these banks as well. Well, it's, it, there's a big shaking out going on. Uh, but the other thing, when we talk about raising rates, and, and I know Jamie Dimon was yelling about, well, it's got to go to 6%. But mm-hmm. a 6% rate on $30 trillion in debt, the last thing I, last time I multiplied 6% on $30 trillion in debt, that's $1.8 trillion just in interest. On what last year was a $5 trillion budget, 40% of the budget is going to be interest. Uh, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, wow. you're a little high, but you're not too high. I, I am. I estimate pretty good. <laughs> you're, 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 you're in, let's just say you're in the ballpark. Yeah. I, but look, um, I think that it would be very useful if the Federal Reserve paused next week at their meeting. I think uh, whatever happens down the road, uh, and it's a mixed bag because there's signs of no inflation, but there's also still signs Larry, of lingering inflation. More good and news. Too. Oil was I don't know I don't know what it closed that, but oil, as we talked about at dinner, is down to sixty five. Yes, no, that's I know that's good, and I know you key to that. But grocery prices are still high, and labor costs are still high. But 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 I think the Fed should just pause next week okay don't mess with it if they have some cleanup to do do it but right now let's just you know this is like 
This is like getting sober, John. One day at a time. Let's get through this. Well, Larry, we'll, one thing we'll that people aren't it. talking about here is the amount of fiscal stimulus that's going into the economy, still going into the economy, from what the Biden administration started with $1.9 trillion and then the Infrastructure Act that's still getting, just getting going and all. Isn't that a – have you ever seen – have you ever seen that much fiscal stimulus going into the economy? No. By the way, I am talking about it. Don't say no one. I okay. am. He's got a set. He's got a seven trillion dollar budget, and it's got four point seven trillion in higher taxes. Actually, which none of it's going to go through because of the Republican House, thankfully, which you helped deliver, thankfully. But I, I, I don't know if you saw the Babylon B, but they had this thing how um, uh, Biden wants to tax all the money that the FDIC is giving the uninsured billionaires. <laughs> they give it with one hand, and Biden wants to tax it away with another. It's kind of a sick humor joke, but still, none of this makes any sense. Everyone's, none of this makes any sense. Well, everyone's focused on the interest rates going up, and now the problem with the bank insolvency. That's what I meant by the the lack of focus on the fiscal, the amount of fiscal stimulus. Still, that's still a major factor in this picture and who knows what works out between the three of them yeah you know larry too what about also the confidence and just even in the government i mean we heard from uh, yellen yesterday when she testified uh the system is sound banking sound she's the same yeah. one who said inflation is temporary don't worry yeah. about it a year ago is there a, yeah <laughs> well oh, trust us yeah trust us yeah yeah trust us you know that's a, a sad tale we've we've been talking about that here on the on the tv shows um She's ruined her reputation. Um, she was a pretty good Fed chair, and she was a pretty responsible CEA chair during the Obama years. Okay, so I'm a Republican. She's a Democrat, but I know Janet. But she has wrecked her reputation in this position, and I think that's very bad, particularly at a time like this, but I think it's bad in general. She changed her mind today, Larry. A couple of hours ago, I understand Yellen has said, that we're not going to bail out any future uh, banks. Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. Yeah, I heard that that she was saying that as well. Hank Paulson with ducks. I I just don't know what that means, John. You know, <laughs> does that mean no more FDIC? If you out? voted, if you voted Democratic, you don't uh, you you get bailed out. If you voted Republican, you don't get bailed. Yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems. We right? have to laugh a little bit on a Friday on a Friday afternoon. If you're investing, if you're investing in climate change. Or diversity, equity, and ESG, you'll get a loan or a bailout. If you want to buy uh, uh, oil or gas or build a pipeline, you don't get a bailout. Yeah, I mean, really, her it's performance yesterday was just dreadful. And, and I, I, you know, I worked with a very, very, very smart Treasury Secretary in the uh, uh, Trump years, Steve Mnuchin. We worked hand in glove together, NEC and Treasury. You, you. You have to tell the truth. You can't just mimic the president, okay? You have, if, if something comes up, you should pivot and talk about something else. And what she did yesterday at that hearing was just the worst thing I've ever seen. And that's really too bad because we're talking about the country here and we're talking about confidence here. And we need the best possible leadership and consistency to get through whatever else is going to happen. Well, Larry Kudlow, have a great weekend. I'm going to be yeah, listening thanks. to you tomorrow between 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock on WABC thanks Radio. And right, uh, I'm looking forward to what you're going to be saying tomorrow. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Eddie. Thank you. We love you, Larry.